Welcome to Policy Today. Thoughtful discussion of current issues vital to the future prosperity of Washington State. Produced by the Washington Research Council. Hello and welcome to Policy Today, a podcast from the Washington Research Council. I'm Mary Strau, the Communications Director and Research Analyst. Joining me today is Chris Showbloom, who is our Senior Economist and Research Director as well as Emily Makings, who is our senior research analyst. Uh, Today we're going to be, oh, and today, by the way, is August 17th, before I forget. Um, And we're going to be discussing last Thursday's Supreme Court ruling in the um, long saga of the McCleary K-12 education funding court case. So Emily, would you like to get us started off with a description of what happened on Thursday? Sure. So the state Supreme Court uh, unanimously imposed sanctions on the legislature for failing to comply with the court's order to provide a plan by the end of um, the 2015 session to show it, to show the court how the legislature is planning to fully fund basic education pursuant to the McCleary decision. So the court will be finding or has imposed $100,000 per day fines on the legislature. Um, and it did that because, as I said, it didn't. the legislature did not provide a plan for how it is going to pl- comply with McCleary. The court acknowledged that the legislature made progress in the 2015-17 budget. It, um, the, the court's order notes that pupil transportation is fully funded, that the goals for material supplies and operating costs are are met, and that funding for all-day kindergarten is ahead of schedule. However, the court says that the legislature is not on track to meet the goals for K-3 class size reduction, which um, I'm not sure that's accurate, which we might get to here in a few minutes. Right. There was some controversy around that. Um, And the court also noted that... um, it questioned whether the legislature has provided significant funds or sufficient funds for capital capital funds for construction of classrooms that would be needed if you're reducing class sizes and increasing kindergarten slots. So, and they also um, said that the state has failed to offer a plan for for um, increasing state funding of teacher salaries, which was another big part of the McCleary decision. Right, and that's the big one. That's the $3.5 billion that's, that's per biennium estimated cost. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's a big one. And that's one that they've, um, to be fair to the legislature, that they've been, it's a really tough nut to crack. And they, right. we want, <laughs> you you want them to get that one right because of the implications and the cost involved. And it's incredibly complex because we're dealing with, 295 different school right. districts. So the issue here is for, for listeners that the currently a, a number of the local districts are augmenting state state provision of salaries for teachers and uh, other school employees with local levy funds, which the state has said is unconstitutional because it's the state's job to provide for basic education. But how to increase the state funding of these salaries is the big question. And one of the ways in which to do that that has been proposed is to do levy levy reform, which would reduce the dependence on local monies and uh, shift it in some way to the state state funds. 
but how to do that is a, a major uh, question. So there's a, the whether to do levy reform and the how you do it. Right. That's a big question. Yep. Yeah. And, and on top of that, there's a, an issue of um, differential cost of living um, uh, between uh, districts and at least one um, one thing that has been going on with the uh, with the local levies being used to supplement um, is that those um, local levies have tended to be higher in districts with higher costs of living, and some of the pay differential we see is maybe justified due to cost of living differences and Dealing with that itself is a very difficult issue because it means moving away from equal dollar support uh, per student uh, across districts and, and somehow sort of an inflation adjustment of that. And, and that's a whole – that's a real difficult set of issues to tackle. Right. Probably the most comprehensive proposal we've seen so far is the uh, Senate bill – I'm forgetting the number right now um, – that, that had a hearing at the end – of this past session. I think the hearing was in mid-June with the acknowledge, it was bipartisan. Yes. Group of bipartisan group of senators um, who acknowledged that because of its complexity, it wasn't going to get passed this year. But you saw all of these issues, the compensation um, adjusted for inflation. And there's even some question about what to base, how, how to do that, you know, for the higher cost of, of living areas, I mean, there's the local collective bargaining. Um, there's the issue of teacher salaries in neighboring districts because of the differences and what they were able to achieve through their collective bargain- bargaining. You know, salary differences of $20,000 um, from one neighboring district to the next. And how just all of these incredibly complex issues that they're going to have to work out and get buy-in from um, – before they can pass it. So it's this incredibly complex yeah. issue. Yeah. And, and this sh- is the sort of the getting back to the point that you started with, which is it's important to get this right when you put it in. You can't just, you know, go and tear the whole thing up and put in a temporary structure that you know is going to have to be rebuilt again in two years. Yeah. And we should note, too, that the the legislature is working on a deadline of 2018. Yes. So it's not like they've missed their deadline. No. And the court is, is sanctioning them for that. They're just, the court just had, had ordered them to provide a plan for how they're going to get, they're going to have, how they're going to meet all of these goals. And, but the deadline itself has not been reached yet. So. Right. There and is underlying time here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, it's not like they're, um, like they've been putting things off and they, you know, yeah. we, and we can talk about the the funding for the other items in a moment, the controversy over the was class size reduction um, really funded. Um, we should note also that the court in its order on Thursday urged the governor, even though it doesn't have the power to do so, urged the governor to uh, call the legislature in a special session all indications from media reports seem to indicate that that's not going to happen right away for the reasons we've just been discussing, that this is a really complex issue that needs to be worked out not only between legislators, but between legislators and all the stakeholders, the school districts, the teachers' unions, which are um, 
you know, traditionally very difficult to bring on board when you're talking about any kind of education reform. Um, but the the governor and legislative leaders are meeting um, today. We're taping this on Monday. They're meeting in SeaTac. The governor will have an av- media availability afterwards to describe uh, what happened in that meeting. But all indications seem to point to we need to work this out first before we come back into session. Um, so it's, that's good that they're not, there doesn't seem to be this um, uh, rush to coming back to Olympia when they don't even have a, have a plan right. to agree on yet. Um, also, there is word that there's some kind of uh, listening tour going on where members of the legislature are going to be going out and visiting with school districts um, to get buy-in on on whatever Never. type of plan they <laughs> they come up with, uh, and we should also note that going back to um, no agreement yet on how we pay for the th- the three and a half billion dollars that's it, it's estimated that, that it will cost per biennium. Um, options on the table are the levy swap, where you um, reduce the amount of the local property tax levy and correspondingly increase the state uh, property tax levy. Others have proposed a capital gains income tax or capital gains tax, which some are people are calling an income tax. And then some, including uh, Superintendent Randy Dorn, have gone so far as to propose not just a capital gains tax, but also an income tax. So there are a whole lot of um, options on the table that aren't at all controversial. Mm-hmm. Should be really, yeah. really easy to solve, right? Yeah. Okay. And the Supreme Court, in its order, did note that they um, uh, offer no opinion on whether full state funding and basic education salaries must be accompanied by levy reform. Right, which raised some eyebrows and, and a pretty stinging uh, rebuke from the Tacoma News Tribune editorial board, which said, what are you kidding me? You, were, you know, the, the essence of McCleary was that way too much of a burden, an unconstitutional burden is being put on these local districts who are having to supplement basic education, including right. basic education salaries through their local property tax levies. So that was an odd little footnote there as yeah. well. Um, yeah, given that the, that it was a failure to have, to have any kind of plan for levy reform was the big um, um, failure of the legislature that was leading to the sanctions to then just, you know, say... Never mind. Yeah, it was... <laughs> well... Yeah, it was a head-scratcher, that's for yes. sure. Um, Chris, you were going to talk about the, the, the other controversial, one of the other controversial aspects of the order, which was the court implying that the legislature wasn't on track to um, to fully fund K three class sizes. Oh, sorry, not Chris. Emily, <laughs> I'm getting my yes. my things. Chris yes. is going to talk about something else. Yes. Sorry about that. Uh, yes, Just meant to so, keep you guys on your toes. <laughs> so the in the order, the the court said that um, yes, the the legislature has made some progress in reducing class sizes for some grades in some schools. But they haven't shown that they will get to the goal of 17 students per uh, per classroom for all grades K through 3 in all um, schools. But as uh, Representative Hunter pointed out in a blog post, the plan is to get to 17 by school year 17-18. 
And even in the the report from the legislature to the court at the end of the session, they noted that the remaining um, uh, grades in all of the schools will hit 17 in 27-18. And the the report noted that it, that's actually part of the four-year outlook. It's already baked into the maintenance level. So it's unclear right. where the Supreme Court is coming from on this. Yeah, that was that was strange because the general consensus was okay. We've 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 handled the class yeah. size reductions, the transportation, right. maintenance supplies, all yeah. of that. Now we can tackle the salary right. piece. Well, it, it's not all entirely funded in this biennium. It right. is planned to be funded planned next year funded. by the deadline. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's a plan. That's yeah. what the Supreme Court was yeah. at. Yes. <laughs> asking for was a plan. Yeah. So uh, also, I thought it was. Um, helpful that the Supreme Court specifically only talked about class size reductions in grades K through three. Yes. They confirmed what we've been saying all along that this does not include grades four through 12, which is something that the um, initiative 1351 proponents had argued Mm -hmm. and some of the plaintiffs as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good thing to put that to rest. Um, so, Chris, you yes. were actually going to be talking about um, this whole notion of the $100,000 per day penalty, which, of course, sounds like a lot yeah. when you first hear it. But so, so, you know, from the from the point of view of the typical homeowner, typical family, $100,000 is a lot of money and $100,000 a day adds up to an awful, an awful lot of an awful lot of money very quickly. Um, but when you take a look at the, the, the uh, things from the scale of the state, um, $100,000 a day just isn't very much money. Um, and again, just a reminder, it's all going to be spent on education yes, anyway. Yes, yes. I mean, that, that's the second part of this. It's, um, but, but first, just, just $100,000 a day. Right. Um, that works out over the course of a year at um, $36.5 million, or if it's a leap year, $36.6 million. Um, to, to get a little bit of context, um, last week we had a revenue forecast. Uh, excuse me, not a revenue forecast, a revenue collections report. Um, and for the, the most recent collection period, um, from, the, from uh, July um, 12th through August 11th, I believe, or it could be the 10th, um, the um, revenues, uh, state revenues, came in 107.5 millions above forecast. Um, that just positive good news that came in um, would be enough to cover the fine that is being levied for three weeks short of three years. Wow! <laughs> so you know, they, they, you know what 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 the legi- what the what the legislature what the court was taking away was just given back uh, to the state. Uh, second, a second way of looking at this is that um, the uh, the. Um, when you incorporate that new news, the um, the uh, projected ending balance for the the legislature uh, for the general fund and its and associated accounts at the end of the current biennium is uh, one billion three hundred and eighty two million dollars, um, which is about thirty 
almost 37 years of 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 $1000 $100,000 a day flowing out so the the legislature is sitting there in the general fund with uh, with with sufficient reserves just to kind of shrug this off. It doesn't create any kind of financial difficulty in the short run. And, and then on top of that, to get to the point that you were leading to, um, this money is not like – it's not like a household who gets, a, gets hit by a fine. The court takes the money away. It goes to the state and they never see it again. All that's happening with this fund funding is it's being taken from the general fund and will be put in a separate dedicated account – um, where the legislature will be prohibited to, from spending from for anything else other than basic education, but you know the majority of what the you know almost half of what they spend from the general fund is for basic education. When it comes time to write a budget, they can will be able to dip into this and take and spend the money on basic education. So ultimately, it's really this this fine represents no real constraint on the legislature going forward um you know they could just completely ignore it i, I think that the the point of this whole exercise is for the legislature to uh, for the court to say this is a serious problem that you've got to work on and i think the the legislature will acknowledge it's a serious problem and that they want to continue working on it they may think the most effective way to work on it is not to call a, uh, a special session, but to have select committees working on different aspects of the issue. Uh, so I don't think that you're going to see the legislature just kind of, ah, this is a net, get away from me on this. Um, but it's still, it is, the, the fine is getting um, far too much attention in the press for what it really amounts to. Right, yeah, relative to the, the big picture and considering the fact that... Yeah. Much the legislators m- planned on spending far more than that. Yeah, much better to uh, try to focus the public's attention on the issues that the legislature is fighting over right now or wrestling right. with right now, rather than this little fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've definitely um, they, they've definitely done all the relatively quote unquote easy stuff, yes. uh, but the really difficult stuff uh, lies ahead, which is why it's taking so long. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap it up for this episode. I'm sure we will have much more. Um, We'll see what happens in the meeting between Governor Inslee and legislative leaders this afternoon, and we'll have more analysis as events unfold. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Policy Today is a production of the Washington Research Council dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.